Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 5th of May. India has recorded 46,433 coronavirus cases and 1,568 deaths as of today morning. In the last 24 hours, the country has reported 3,900 fresh cases and 195 deaths. This is the highest single-day jump so far. As the third phase of the lockdown began yesterday with new relaxations, there was a significant increase in road traffic. Non-essential stores were open, including liquor shops. Social media was abuzz with photographs of exceptionally long queues outside booze shops. Social distancing norms were conveniently thrown out of the window in many places, while police personnel struggled to manage the crowds outside liquor shops. Union Health Minister Harshwardhan today claimed that India has successfully avoided community transmission. He also said that the government has to do a balancing act between health and economy because both are equally important. The Ministry of Home Affairs has said that the government will facilitate the return of Indians stranded abroad on compelling grounds from May 7th in a phased manner. The MHA statement said that travel will be arranged on aircraft and naval ships. Standard operating protocol has been prepared in this regard and Indian embassies and high commissions are preparing a list of distressed Indian citizens. This facility will be made available on payment basis. Non-scheduled commercial flights will also be arranged for air travel. After his video chat with Raghuram Rajan, the ex-governor of RBI, Congress leader Rahul Gandhi today discussed the economic fallout of the pandemic with Nobel laureate Abhijit Banerjee. The Economist said that India needs a bigger stimulus package to revive the demand, adding that temporary ration cards will also help to handle the crisis better. The Union Human Resource Development Minister Ramesh Pokhriyal said that IIT-JEE main examinations will be held on July 18th, 20th, 21st, 22nd and 23rd. IIT-JEE advanced examinations will be conducted in August, while NEET exams will be held on July 26th. Talking of entrance exams, do read Ayan's latest report on how private coaching centers are coping in the times of coronavirus on our website, newslaundry.com. And while you're at it, do check out other stuff on our website. We have been consistently bringing you reports about coronavirus. I think now is a good time to remind you, dear listeners, that we are able to bring you these reports that show you the complete picture because News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform. And that in turn is because we believe that in this age of information and misinformation, news needs to be independent, sans any agenda, no advertisers or sponsors in the middle. And it can only happen if there is a direct relationship between us and you. So go to the website and hit the subscribe button on the top right corner. The lowest plan begins at 300 a month only. The Telangana state government has said that 40 special trains will be deployed per day for one week beginning from Tuesday to ferry stranded migrants in different parts of the state to their homes in Odisha, Bihar, Jharkhand and West Bengal. The inter-ministerial central team headed by Defence Ministry's additional secretary completed its two-week tour of West Bengal on Monday. They visited Kolkata, Howrah and certain other districts in West Bengal to check its coronavirus preparation. The team has said that at 12.8%, the state has the highest mortality rate among COVID-19 patients in the country. It has accused the state government of low testing, weak surveillance and discrepancies in reporting cases. 
In his letter, the additional secretary also alleged discrepancies in various COVID-related data released by the state government. It said that in one instance, the state's medical bulletin put the total patients at 744, but on the same day gave the figure of 931 in a communication to the Union Health Ministry. However, the team appreciated West Bengal's changing protocols since April 30th to reflect all COVID-19 patients in daily statistics and death certificates, along with the increase in daily testing in the state from 400 to 2,410. But it called out the state's bureaucracy for non-cooperation. Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee accused the IMCT of calling state officers indiscriminately and hampering the efforts against COVID-19. While the team is yet to submit its final report to the center, it has urged the state government to take its suggestions in the right spirit. 296 new coronavirus cases have been reported as of 8 a.m. today in West Bengal. That brings the total reported cases in the state to 1,259. Among the total people infected, 218 have recovered and 133 have died. Rajasthan's tally has risen to 3,127 after 66 fresh cases were reported. The death toll has also risen to 82 with five new fatalities. Panic has gripped the state of Tamil Nadu today after 527 more tested positive for coronavirus. The total number of coronavirus cases in the state climbed to 3,550. A large number of new cases have been linked to Coimbatore market. In the last few days, officials estimate that around 7,500 Mandi workers, traders and their contacts, including family members, in and around Coimbatore market left for their home districts, mainly in Kadalor, Villupuram, Tiruvannamalai, Velour, and Perambalur. So, a huge contact tracing effort is on to test and isolate those persons who test positive. Dr. Radhakrishnan, a special nodal officer in Chennai who is coordinating efforts to fight the pandemic, said that it was surprising that nearly 80 to 90% of the new positive cases turning up are asymptomatic ones. However, Dr. Radhakrishnan said that people should not fear as Tamil Nadu's recovery rate was still the highest in the country and the mortality rate was still among the lowest all India. The government of Tamil Nadu has decided not to open liquor shops in Chennai in view of the spike in cases. The Chhattisgarh government, meanwhile, has launched a web portal for the home delivery of liquor in green zones of the state to avoid crowding at wine shops. The Andhra Pradesh government and Delhi government, on the other hand, have increased liquor prices. Andhra Pradesh government hiked it by another 50% a day after a 25% hike while Delhi government has decided to charge 70% over and above the maximum retail price of alcohol as special corona fees. 24 people, including serving and retired armed forces personnel, have tested positive in Army's RR Hospital in Delhi. 45 personnel of the Indo-Tibetan Border Police have also tested positive for coronavirus. 43 of those were deployed for internal security duties in Delhi and two of them were deployed for law and order duty in Delhi police. One of the floors of Shastri Bhavan building in Delhi has been sealed today after a law ministry official tested positive. The senior official in the Department of Legal Affairs who tested positive last attended office on April 23rd. Authorities have initiated contact tracing among employees as per protocol. 349 new cases of coronavirus were reported as of 8 a.m. today in Delhi. This brings the total tally in Delhi to 4,898. 
Among the total number of infected people as of date, 1,431 have recovered and 64 have died. Meanwhile, not having the Arogya Setu application on your smartphone in Noida and Greater Noida has been made a punishable offence by the Noida police. Akhilesh Kumar, the DCP of Law and Order said, and I quote, all those with smartphones who do not have the application can be booked under section 188 of the Indian Penal Code. After that, a judicial magistrate will either decide if the person will be tried, fined or left with a warning, unquote. Section 188 of the IPC deals with disobedience of an order duly promulgated by a public servant. A person can be imprisoned up to six months or fined up to 1,000 rupees. The Maharashtra government has declared a freeze on new capital works until March next year. The state, which has been the worst affected by coronavirus in the country, slashed spending in development projects under government schemes by 67% for 2020 to 21 period. 1,567 new coronavirus cases have been reported in Maharashtra. This brings the total reported cases of the virus in the state to 14,541. Among the total number of people infected, 2,465 have recovered and 583 have died. Now for some international updates on the virus. COVID-19 has infected over 3.5 million people and killed at least 251,000 people so far, according to the Johns Hopkins tracker. While President Trump has been pressing states to reopen their economies, his administration has been privately projecting a steady rise in coronavirus infections and deaths over the next several weeks. According to the projections, the number of deaths could go up to 3,000 a day by June 1st, which is nearly double the current level. The more dire assessments reflect the decisions of governors across the country to ease social distancing measures, even as the number of new cases holds steady and in some cases is even rising. States like Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Nebraska, Tennessee, and Texas have all allowed some businesses to reopen despite seeing increasing number of cases. The country so far has recorded more than 1.21 million infections and almost 70,000 deaths. The UK now has the highest death toll in Europe from coronavirus after new official figures reveal that more than 32,000 people have died from the virus. The Office for National Statistics said that 29,648 deaths had taken place by 27th April in England and Wales with COVID-19 mentioned in death certificates. With the addition of deaths in Scotland and Northern Ireland, this takes the UK's death toll to 32,313, according to calculations by Reuters. Spain has reported 185 new deaths in the last 24 hours, meaning that the overall toll has risen to 25,613. The country's health ministry also said that the overall number of diagnosed COVID-19 cases has risen to 219,329. It marks the third consecutive day on which Spain's increase in confirmed coronavirus deaths has been below 200. Germany's main public health advisory body, the Robert Koch Institute, has reported a continuing fall in the number of new coronavirus cases. The country's reproduction rate, or R rate, has fallen to 0.71 after creeping up to 1 a few days ago. That means every person infected with the disease is passing it on to 0.71% on an average. While last week between 700 and 1600 new cases were being registered every day, 
On Monday, that figure was down to 685. So far, there are 163,850 cases according to the RKI and 6,831 registered deaths. The number of new coronavirus cases in Russia has risen by 10,102 over the past 24 hours. The country's tally now stands at 155,370. It has also reported 95 new deaths from COVID-19, meaning 1,451 people have died in the country in total. Some of the busiest traffic arteries in Paris will be reserved for cyclists in a bid to limit crowds on public transport when France begins to lift its coronavirus lockdown next week. The city's mayor said, and I quote, in total, 50 kilometers of lanes normally used by cars will be reserved for bicycles. She also said that another 30 streets, especially around schools, will be made pedestrian only. Uganda began to loosen one of Africa's strictest anti-coronavirus lockdowns on Tuesday after President Museveni declared the infection tamed. The country of 42 million reported 97 confirmed cases and no deaths in 45 days of restrictions. And Museveni said that it was now better equipped to trace and detect new infections faster. Uganda, along with neighboring Rwanda, has some of Africa's strictest lockdown measures, including the shuttering of all but absolutely essential businesses, dust-to-dawn curfews, and bans on both public and private transport vehicles. COVID-19 infections and fatalities reported across Africa have been really low compared to United States, parts of Asia, and Europe. However, Africa has also extremely low levels of testing with rates of only around 500 per million people. Afghanistan has announced its highest one-day rise of new COVID-19 infections, triggered by a continued surge of transmission in Herat, Kabul, and Kandahar amid intensified war across 20 provinces. The country also announced that no polio vaccinations were carried out in the last two months. A total of 330 new COVID-19 patients were confirmed overnight, marking the biggest one-day rise of infections in the war-torn country. Five deaths have also been recorded, pushing the total number of infections to 3,224 and the death toll to 95. So far, there have been 421 recoveries. The coronavirus death toll in Iran rose by 63 in the last 24 hours to 6,340. The total number of COVID-19 cases in Iran, one of the countries hardest hit by the outbreak in the Middle East, has reached 99,970. Saudi Arabia has given private businesses a green light to cut salaries by 40% and terminate employment contracts citing economic hardships caused by the pandemic. The measures, which will take effect immediately, allow for employees to be laid off after six months of reduced salaries, the effect of which is said to slash household incomes. Like the rest of the Middle East, the Saudi economy has ground to a near halt over the last two months as construction, retail, industry and most other sectors have flatlined. Hong Kong's chief executive, Carrie Lam, has announced a relaxation of the city's social distancing laws. Lam said that the number of confirmed cases in Hong Kong stood at 1,041 with four fatalities and 900 recovered patients. There have been no community transmission cases in more than two weeks. Now for some non-coronavirus news. 
three Kashmiri photojournalists, Darya Sen, Mukhtar Khan, and Chani Anand, have been honored with the 2020 Pulitzer Prize in Feature Photography for documenting the fallout after the Indian government revoked Jammu and Kashmir's constitutional autonomy last August. They all worked with the Associated Press News Agency. While Yaseen and Mukhtar are based in Srinagar, Chani Anand works out of Jammu. Associated Press President and CEO Gary Pruitt said, and I quote, the honor continues AP's great tradition of award-winning photography. Thanks to the team in Kashmir, the world was able to witness a dramatic escalation of the long struggle over the region's independence. Their work was important and superb, unquote. After Kashmir was put under complete lockdown and communications blackout on the eve of the abrogation of Article 370 in early August 2019, Yasin and Mukhtar, like many other journalists in the valley, would pursue people flying out of Srinagar airport to carry memory cards and flash drives containing their work to Delhi, where their offices would collect it. Our reporter Ayush, who was in Kashmir around the same time, wrote a report on the same. It is titled, Pendrive and Gumption, how journalists in Kashmir are dealing with communications blockade. Yasin told the agency that their work has both professional and personal meaning. He said, and I quote, it is not only the story of the people that I'm shooting, but it is also my story, unquote. The next news story has potentially disturbing content. Please consider this a trigger warning. The Delhi police today took a school student into custody in connection with an online group chat on Instagram where teenage boys from South Delhi schools indulged in conversations about gang rape and shared pictures of several underage girls. The teenager has identified 20 more boys who were part of the social media group. The cyber cell of the Delhi police has seized the student's mobile phone for further investigation. The Deputy Commissioner of Police of the Cybercrime Department, Anish Roy, said that the department took sua motu cognizance of the social media posts. Another officer said that the purported chats of the boys also included threats of sexual violence. Names of four private schools from South Delhi and one from Noida have been linked to the group so far. There was an online storm after several social media users on Sunday posted screenshots of crude conversations from the group named Boys Locker Room. The screenshots showed members of the group believed to be students of some top schools in Delhi and some allegedly as young as 13 years old, sharing pictures of teenage girls and making explicit comments about their bodies. The list of members of the group chat has also been released publicly. The Delhi Commission of Women also took cognizance of the matter and issued notices to the police as well as Instagram. The panel demanded that the police should submit a report on the action taken in the case by 8th of May. The commission also issued a notice saying, and I quote, it has been reported that the members of the group have discussed techniques of raping women and gang raping minors. This is a very serious matter in which an online platform is being openly used for illegal activities. The commission has instituted an inquiry into the matter, unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. The Prime Minister Cares Fund has been the center of much debate. Do read Vivek Kaur's piece on the same titled A Black Hole Called the PM's Care Fund. It is quite clear that any company in India wanting to do business without being disturbed needs to be in the good books of the government. Vivek has written another piece on the issue titled How Come Companies Have Money for PM Care's Fund but Not for Their Staff? That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. 
See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.